Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. I just want to tell you who you were listening to. That was a new release by the band Roots Vibration. That was the album Rough Sounds, track two, Tell the World. Hope your Monday is off to a great start. Uh, I have a lot to share with you today. Uh, Kicking off the show is Julie Rowan. We're going to talk about her documentary, The Air of Time. She's with us right now. Good morning. Good morning. As I mentioned, uh, Julie, this film was outstanding. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for taking a look at, at our documentary, and I'm, I'm so happy you liked it. Uh, tell me how you were able to gather all these women uh, to share their stories. Well, we actually started with um, a contact at Bergdorf Goodman. I, I very much, Bergdorf se- seemed to be what connected everybody. Um, getting into Bergdorf seemed to be uh, the key in starting the career, and the key person seemed to be this lovely woman named Betty Halbrick. And I went to Betty first, and I interviewed Betty, and then uh, Carolina Herrera came on board. And I think Carolina very much came on board because it was a story about women. And Carolina is a mother of four daughters, and um, she, like all the women in the documentary, are just uh, big supporters of of women and of femininity and of strength and power and of being just a, a wonderful supporter of all that. So once Betty came on board and Carolina was on board, then really the ball just started rolling and and it was uh, people, the women were excited. It was really interesting watching this film because I had heard these names. I, I mentioned I grew up in Manhattan. Uh, I was familiar with Bergdorf Goodman's and other places, but to hear the backstory, uh, what were some stories that really, you know, stood out for you? I think the fact that so many of these women started their career a little bit later in life. Um, Carolina was, you know, in her late 30s, and she had had a family, and um but certainly, Diane, Diane von Furstenberg started younger, yes. but uh, so many of these women, Gabriella Hurst is another of the designers that we interview, and she talks about having her first fashion show at 39, and I thought that was really in, inspiring for women who want to go out and do something, who feel like, oh, I had a family, and maybe I missed my chance, and, mm-hmm. uh, and so to hear them tell those stories, and then... I think one of my favorite parts of the documentary is hearing them talk about their disappointments and, and the need for resilience. Yes. Um, that was a much more intimate part of, of their story, and I really enjoyed hearing that. I mean, when you say that, I'm thinking of Donna Karen and her story of having her baby and what was going on you know, with Anne Klein, and it was really significant. Yes. Uh, Donna started young working for Anne Klein, and obviously she was enormously talented and had sort of rose through the ranks with Anne Klein, and she was having a baby at a time when people did not take time off to have a baby, and she tells the story of being in the hospital having her daughter Gabby, and at the same time, Anne Klein was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anne had breast cancer, and it was interesting because when Donna tells the story, she talks about women 
not talking about having breast cancer or people not talking about having breast cancer and people not taking any time off to have a baby. And she's in the hospital. She has her baby and Anne Klein dies. And there's a collection due and Donna has to move forward with this collection. She had no idea that this was all this was happening at the same time with the baby on her shoulder. I love that picture of her at her desk. With the baby on her shoulder, back at her at her apartment, trying to figure out how to how to do this collection without Anne. Amazing, resilience right there. Resilience, I think, for all of them. And and it was interesting. I think it was was it Diane with the wrap dress, and um, was she the woman who mentioned seven items? That's all she really focused on. Uh, uh, well. Yes, so Diane had the wrap dress, and Donna, Karen, had oh, the Donna. seven easy pieces. Yes, yes. Um, Donna decided to start her own line. She had been with Anne Klein for many years, and then she decided to, she wanted to do a Donna-Karen line, and, and her idea was seven easy pieces. You really only need, you know, a wrap and tie skirt, a blazer, uh, you know, she lists sort of what these seven easy pieces are, and she designs in that way to this day mm-hmm. and it was such a reflection of the times women's roles were changing you know they were out in the workforce it was so interesting it's so interesting the uh the different decades of really describe fashion certainly but it also describes the ever-changing role of women in society what what we were doing and um, you know, yes, you know, as you say, women, you know, in the 70s were just entering the workforce and they were wearing pants. And Donna Karen and Diane von Furstenberg were very much uh, about showing your femininity and it was okay to be feminine in a workplace. And they really started designing in a different way that wasn't so masculine. And, uh, and they really, you know, embraced femininity yeah um i want to mention uh that you are going to be your film is going to be at the 15th annual la femme international film festival taking place october 17th to the 20th in downtown la and you'll be there as well i will be there we are very excited it it seemed like a good fit for our specific documentary and i was so happy that uh that they chose us so we're very excited about it congratulations it's fantastic thank you what was the process like? How long did it take to make this film? You know, this film took two years, which is which is a, a long time. Um, but it took two years because these were the women, specifically the women that I wanted to interview and that I wanted to have uh, be part of the documentary. And, and their, their schedules were a little challenging and... Uh, because they lead such busy lives. So between interviewing the first one and, and the last one, it was over a period of time. But it also allowed me to really dig in and uh, do a little bit of the history of fashion and to go through so many. They, they were so wonderful about sharing their archival footage and uh, personal photos of theirs and family photos and then obviously all of their um you know, fashion shows, and there was really so much to go through. So it, it was 
it, it would have maybe taken that amount of time anyway. I love it. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with producer-director Julie Rowan. I want to mention you actually began your career working with directors uh, John Hughes, Ron Howard, on films such as Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Far and Away, Apollo 13. You're a producer-director at Blue Collar Productions, working on commercials, documentaries, and films. And your film, The Air of the Time, is actually your documentary feature film debut. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I had this idea that I wanted to do this documentary, and my first thought was, which is sort of funny, um, what man can I get to direct this? Oh, and, really? <laughs> and I, because I wanted to get it made, and I thought, wait, hang on. Yes. Um, I, I should do this. Right. I, I sh- and now is, is sort of the perfect time to do this, and I think part of that was I had worked with such wonderful, talented, smart, male directors mm-hmm. and you know they had had you know there's an ease with that and there's an ease with the success that they have and um I, I sort of laughed that that was my first thought I just want to say it was only 30 seconds of that thought before oh, I realized how absurd that thought was <laughs> and that we had really evolved from that point but yeah. I thought it was interesting that that was my first thought yeah do you think it's a confidence thing too like Oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. This is huge. Yes, I think I always thought of myself as a producer and working um, in that capacity. And then I thought, you know, I've I've been sort of at the hip of these great directors for such a long time, and a big part of my role has been storytelling in that. And I do know the story that I want to tell, and I think that I should go tell it. And, yes. and I think, yes, a big part of that is confidence to say, this is the story I want to tell, and, and I, I'm going to be the one to go do that. Well, as I said to you earlier, I really see this film as actually something that can be viewed by you know, college students that are studying fashion design or anything related to this industry, because it was quite the education. Oh, thank you. I, I hope so. I, I think these are great women, um, interesting women, talented women, and I think that they are uh, women whose stories people should know, uh, particularly if you're interested in fashion or design. I think, uh, I think their process and their personal and professional stories are something that can certainly help somebody in fashion, but I think even if you're not interested in fashion, it's potentially an interesting story to hear yes. just about how somebody went from an idea to, you know, a line of fashion. Absolutely. Now, I want to mention that the uh, film is screening at the Regal Cinemas Venue 1, uh, LA Live. I put all the information, actually, on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Where can people find out more about you? Uh, you can go to um, my, we have an the Air of the Time Instagram, and uh, you can go to my Facebook account, um, and there's, you know, some press out there now about the Air of the Times, so yes, and you can Google me, so there, there's information there as well. Perfect. Well, Julie, uh, congratulations. I want to thank you so much for calling in, um, and your film is extraordinary. The Air of Time, we've been speaking with Julie Rowan. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye.
So all the information about this documentary is on my show blog. Uh, again, it's screening at the La Femme International Film Festival. And if you visit La Femme, L-A-F-E-M-M-E dot org, they have tickets available. And this film is screening Saturday, October 19th, 2 p.m. All right, we'll take a little break. And then up next, I have Krista Driver, author of Manny Petty, is joining us to talk about her book of the same name. It's a true life rags to riches story. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. 